Hey, Jordan. What's up? Is it baseball season yet? the 10th episode of is it baseball season yet i am jordan gillis uh your host and my co-host today is johnny Ilesum. we were in person this podcast was recorded on saturday march 23rd while we were down in arizona for spring training and is now being released today so enjoy Finishing up, I guess. Uh, it's well for me. It's been five games in four days. You four four games in three days. Yeah, pretty wild ride. Pretty wild ride. It, it's baseball season for those it's not paying attention. It's truly baseball season. The sun is just hotter than hell here in uh, Arizona. The weather has been beautiful, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it's weird doing this in person. Got to say, it, it's it's different. There's definitely not the lag. And, uh, you know, you're, you're always bouncing around, looking around and looking at your face while I'm talking to you in a podcast form. It's different. It's a trip, man. It's a trip. It's a trip. But today, it, on top of watching the White Sox, who tried to win, and the Red, or the, the Dodgers, who put in their C team, uh, we had a fantasy draft today. We had a fantasy draft today. And then we got to see Eli go three for three with the home run. Dude, he looked good. Yuan Moncada looked good today. Yeah. Tim Anderson, not so good. Tim Anderson, not so good. Yonder Alonso seemed exactly what you would pay $5 for in an auction. Maybe. <laughs> it was a fun game. It was a fun game. We well, Last night, we saw Manny Margot go just crazy. He hit the heck out of the ball. Uh, yesterday, we saw... Garrett Hampson hit a walk-off home run, kind of. Yeah, he did. We he didn't did. see it. We walked out. Yeah. We missed it. Shame on us. Yeah, well, two games in one day, you kind of... The game was 5-1, to one, yeah. and then... We walked out with a with one out in the bottom of the ninth. Of course, by the time we get to the halfway to our car, you can hear the stadium erupt. Oh well. Garrett Hampson. Garrett Hampson. He looked like shit the rest of the night. I think he was over two with a couple Ks. He looked bad, but that's all right. That's maybe why the small sample size that I've been preaching in the, the chat the whole time is not actually a good reason to follow. But, but it's fun. Well, because. Uh, Kasson Hira, Hira, he looked pretty bad. So yeah. And then the next day he looked all right, and that one about he hit that double down the line, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. So we've had a draft, and it was fun. And we've also had our first trade post draft. So we got a, got a little bit of stuff to talk about. Cool. Yeah, let's I mean, uh, let's we're gonna go in order for each team and just see what they did in the draft and just uh bullshit rate it like we usually do everything so let's start with since he's the first one we'll start with who's your hattie uh defending regular season champion um he got a buster posey for 58 dollars edwin encarnacion for 50 one dollar ryan presley two dollar kirby eights one dollar viscayano i might just skip all these relievers because yeah who cares um only three dollars from arcia for a dollar three dollar from martin perez thought was a pretty good deal um overall how do you think hattie did well he he had to spend i i don't know it, it doesn't tell us how much they left on the table so we don't really know that but i feel like he did a great job just based i mean he must have spent most of it because he was down to a one dollar for the last five picks i assume that he was basically spent uh i like the idea that if you have over a hundred dollars especially in this draft pool you went out got two of the probably top they're definitely both top 10 players that were available 
And uh, so when you're already regular season champion, you go get two, uh, one of the best catchers that are probably going to be available, and Edwin Encarnacion in, in a league where you got two utility spots is pretty valuable. I, I like I like his draft a lot. I like it too. I like the same reasons you gave, kind of just you want to get guys. I mean, they're not very attractive keeper prices. No one's going to be really enticed with a $60 Buster Posey for next year, but he is one of the top catchers in baseball, and it's obviously going to help him this year. So, I mean, you're, it's really hard to get values in auctions, so you might as well just get good players when they're available. So I think yeah. we both like this. Yeah, none of them are values, but they, they're going to be in the pool next year, and that's okay. Pilar for $1, I like it too. Plays every day. Solid. Yeah. Next, Marshall Law. Uh, he started off his draft by getting Kevin Kiermeyer for $5, and then got Jay Bruce for 26 uh, Ray Hill Iglesias for 2 Tyler Flowers for 3 and Robbie Erlin for 5 So he, had over, he ended up spending $41, and uh, Jay Bruce for $26. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like Jay Bruce's offseason just because I think everyone's forgotten about him and he can hit 30 home runs and I think he's a sneaky guy. Sure. And I think he can still be that sneaky guy, but he's definitely not going sneaky at $26. And, I mean, that has zero trade value. And, I mean, it's still a risk. I mean, it wasn't that cheap of a purchase, so it's not like it kind of just slid there and allowed him to get other things. So Jay Bruce was the cornerstone of your auction purchases in 2019. Probably not the best, um, but at least the money was spent. And if Jay Bruce has a 30 home run year, which he's perfectly capable of doing yeah i mean this would look fine yeah i guess i mean it was like the 24th guy nominated out of 110 picks that went off the board you know hindsight's always 2020 but like was with you know that's that's one of the things that we've been talking about because you know last night at the game we had uh your buddy kelvin with us and he did an auction draft at the game and it was just like so much of it especially when he was drafting at a laptop in a sit in a in an environment that you would never want to do an auction draft ever in uh, just when you have Jay Bruce on the table, is he the last outfielder available? And mm-hmm. so it's just just pay whatever just to get him? Or is there other guys that you might rather have that might end up being a value later? Like, I'm just kind of looking at some of the guys who went a little bit later, and it's like Matt Kemp and Ryan Braun and uh, Le- Leonis Martin even. Like, is there a big difference between those guys? Um, well, I mean, I mean, at the cost of like getting multiple guys, we'd rather just get the cheapest one and try to get a couple other big pieces for sure. But I mean, I, I guess not a tremendous it, amount of difference. I mean, I guess in his defense, there, there was only two or three guys who went for more than 20 bucks after that. And so maybe at that point it was just, hey, uh, I feel like he's one of the best guys. I, I don't care if it's value or not. It's one-year deal. So it's fine. I You can do worse than Jay Bruce. I just, you know, I, I'm not... Martial Law has such an awesome offseason, and I'm going to give the draft a solid D+. Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just be nicer and say we'll see what Jay Bruce does. And, um, I mean, everything, all his other picks seem within reason. So, I mean, the only thing we're looking at is a... I mean, I guess Tyler Flowers is technically the backup. I mean, I feel like yeah. you want $1 catcher at that point. But, uh, I mean, I don't... Uh, Jay Bruce could have a good year. He's only 30 years old. Seems like he's been around forever. He's yeah. in his prime. Yeah, he could be. Sure. All right. We talk fantasy sports. John Lester for $55, reliever. Tim Beckham for $14, reliever. D. Gordon for $10. He went back to the well. He got Mike Leak for $17. Two years in a row, Keith's gotten leaked. This year, it seems like it was a 50% discount. Um, $7 on Salvador Perez, reliever. $1 on optioned Peter O'Brien. I think this is okay. I, I I mean, John Lester for 55, I think that's a, a good buy. He was probably a top five or six pitcher that was available. You just get him. There's 
you John Lester's gonna be in the draft pool probably every single year, and that's fine. Uh, you know, Tim Beckham is killing it in Japan, but fourteen dollars killing it. This seems like the list of players that are available every year since the first right. auction. He just um, rebought. I mean, did did he have uh, Mike Leak last year? He did. He, he did. So I mean, just rebought him for a cheaper price. So that that's good. To be clear, I don't I don't dislike any of these purchases. Um, yeah. I think Lester is worth it. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, based on what if you need a pitcher, he's gonna get get you innings. Um, Tim Beckham for fourteen. I mean, I like it. I mean, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be a sexy trade piece, he's but former number one overall pick in MLB. I don't think it's crazy that he's a top twelve shortstop this sure. year, and he has third base eligibility too. That's it's a helpful piece. Um, yeah. D Gordon for ten. I don't love that so much. No. Uh, Mike Leake for seventeen seems fine. fine. He's gonna get a lot of innings. Yep. Seventeen dollars. That's like the range you want if you get a, right. a solid starter in the fifteen dollar range that you can project for a lot of innings. That's a, that's a good buy. I mean, you want Mike Leake for ten or twelve dollars, but after the or during the draft, seventeen is quite reasonable. In mm-hmm. fact, I was really tempted to keep pushing it up, but I decided to bail. And it looks like he'll be stashing Salvador Perez for $7, and he'll go up to 9 next year before Greed. And that should be okay. I think at the very least it's a trade piece. I yeah. kind of don't want to... I mean, if I'm investing for my team, I don't want to spend $7 on... I mean, I guess it's different. If you don't have a catcher, I mean, he's an enticing option at $9. We're going to get to Tucker Barnhart at some yeah. point in this podcast. Right. and. I mean, getting nine dollars for Perez next year if he's healthy seems. Fun. I, I like the gamble. It's and a gamble. That's, that's what I'll say. And it's a trade piece, like I said. Yeah. Okay, so Team Canada they spent forty eight dollars. They got Ian Desmond for ten dollars, uh, reliever Anthony Desclafani. Sclafani? Sclafani? Desclafani? Desclafani. 13 bucks. And Ken Giles, D- Daniel Norris for five, and Domingo Herman for fifteen. Um. I don't love. I mean, we've. I mean, it's basically been a meme that we've talked trash about Ian Desmond. Yeah. Ten dollars doesn't seem like he got ripped off, but I mean, I don't think he has a big future unless I don't know if he's been killing it in spring or what. But he looked pretty pretty standard to me last night. I think I saw him hit a single, and that was about it. But Desclafani for thirteen and Jermon for fifteen. I do, and and along with the Daniel Norris for five dollars. I mean, I like these buys. Instead of getting one guy for fifty dollars, Team Canada chose to get three guys. And if you have just one of these guys hit. Then you have an awesome keeper price on someone. Right. So I, I really do like the gambles on all three of these guys instead of going big on one. Well, he's spending roughly, what, 31 or $33 on, say, 30 to 40 average starts, you hope. I mean, especially if you can if you can nail the matchups. It, and like you said, if one of them hits, I mean, I mean uh, that, that, that can be the difference. Like, all of a sudden, you got the $15 guy who's going to get greedy in the offseason. That's a good problem to have. So I... I think Team Canada did all right. I don't think they went into the draft with a whole lot of money, so they did they did what they could. I like it. I give it. I give that one a solid A for for their needs. There you go. Uh, now we move on to TBD. Got Jeff Samarja for thirty nine, Matt Kemp for four, Big Bad Chad Pinder for seven, uh, former Hustle Loyalty Respect Legend Greg Bird <laughs> for five, Brett Gardner for three, Reddick for four, and who cares about the reliever? Yeah. Um, I know they did leave some money on the table. I they can't did. say how much. Um, I, I think they had almost a hundred bucks. I mean, they were like eight, eight high eighties. I feel like they had, so they left yeah. at least twenty bucks on the table. Okay, I know Josh had some trepidation that he probably wish he would have gotten Marte instead. But um, I do like the Samarja buy. I mean, yeah. it's a little pricier than going for the three for one option, but I think he has a bounce back here. Yep. Matt Kemp for four. I mean, I, I that's fine. I mean, I don't like it personally, but it's not like it's it's definitely didn't crush your draft. No, no. Um, no, their draft was lost when they didn't make a pick till after the first twenty guys were off the board with a hunt with a well, say it was seventy five bucks. If they had seventy five bucks and your first pick is after the first twenty, you've already made a mistake. 
Yeah, most likely. Unless a lot of the low-cost players were going. I know some people were just doing relievers, but generally That's speaking, you want to get one of the yeah. first few guys. Um, I mean, I, I definitely love the gambles on Pinder and Bird. Um, and I think Gardner's useful. I feel like on, on this specific team, he's going to be cut pretty soon because I don't think they're going to be patient with him. And he is a really old. Um, I think he's a depth piece at best, and I think TBD is probably going to end up doing better. Yeah. And Josh Reddick's is an interesting gamble, I guess. Yeah. So they got some guys. I mean, I wish they probably got one good guy and a bunch of $1 guys but well like you said he, he'd wish he had gone harder on starling Marte, and if he did that changes his draft quite a bit and there's there's definitely a chance that one of these one of these low value hitters becomes a pretty solid keeper and that's a trade piece and he has one two five shots at getting a good keeper out of him and sometimes that's good so yeah so let's move on uh the the, the team that had the most money to spend in the auction the wilford brimley fighting diabetes's I believe they had roughly two hundred and twenty some dollars to spend, and they went and spent one hundred ninety-seven of it on uh, Kikuchi for sixty-three, Chris Archer for sixty-seven. They got Addison Russell for three, uh, Kimbrel for seven, Ryan Braun for sixteen, the Milwaukee Brewers version, and Tucker Barnhart for twenty-three, Lance McCullers for seven, Danny Salazar for nine. Um, off the top of the bat, I mean Addison Russell, McCullers, and Salazar aren't the type of guys I'd be going for, but I know Gout's rebuilding. I mean. If Salazar somehow turns it into a starter again, he, I mean, he's definitely worth the $9. Sure, same thing with McCullers, McCullers after he recovers, yeah. But I think there's a high reliever chance. Um, yeah. Tucker Barnhart for 23 is quite obvious, an overpay. Um, he just needed a catcher, and I guess that was the last one available, and he, that's the money he had. Yeah. And I mean, that's better than not getting one, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think that was okay, and Ryan Braun for 16, it's an overpay, but it's okay. I, I do, his drafts, so he got the second and third guy off the board, Kikuchi for 63 and Archer for 67 is that i mean at the at keeper time next year is that too much money to keep him possibly probably maybe even but i i feel like his draft would have been like, if he'd gotten those two and then if he gotten like samarja at 30 or if he gotten uh or samarja at 40 i guess or just any of those other guys who were in the bottom half the 10 he could have had three of the top 12 guys in the draft and then fill out the roster with uh, any of the $1 guys and really had an excellent draft. I mean, but it's I kind of just feel that the only logical thing to do is trade Archer and uh, Kikuchi here for him because he's obviously rebuilding. And if you're even if one of these guys has a good year and justifies their cost for next year, I mean, you've already wasted their first good year, and then you're asking a pretty big task for them to repeat it again. It's very hard for pitchers to have two good years in a row. Not that many of them do that. So. Well, th- that would be the logic of uh, rebuilding. It's like, so, I mean, you have all this extra auction budget. It's your asset. So just go buy those assets. And if you trade Kikuchi or, or, or Archer in April to some other team, you could probably get a decent haul because they don't have to pay for them. They, they get... 20 starts of this pitcher and they probably need him at that point and i feel like if if especially in week three or four i'm trying to win if i need a starting pitcher like that i'll pay for it even though i know i'm not going to get somebody i'm probably going to keep long term that's okay because well winning now is important and for you know uh gout's team here winning now isn't important but if he can turn any of those pieces into something else that'd be great and that's the only thing i'm saying like i give this draft a, a solid b plus but he could have gotten one more guy to make those kinds of deals. Yeah, I think I agree with all that. Um, you can pretty pretty much hit the nail on the head there. So let's just move on to the next team. The Evil Otters, um, $5 Kipnis, $32 Adam Jones, $11 uh, Drew Pomerantz, $10 Isaiah Kniper Falafel, $15 for Gio Gonzalez, $6 for Lance Lynn, $7 for Dynasty Grinders legend Jordan Zimmerman. $6 for Adam Wainwright and a $1 for Jarrell Cotton. 
I mean, so of all the guys on, that he took, the one guy on my list that I was kind of looking at was Drew Pomeranz, and I'm not. I mean, he got he got a ton of guys, the starting pitchers for under ten bucks, and he's got a bunch of them now. Uh, the the draft pick on Adam Jones for thirty two, I it's way too much money for Adam Jones. I think everybody would agree with that. I think even Kyle would say so. He, he might even just respond with why, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I think at that point, maybe maybe he also misjudged because he spent 93. I'm guessing he probably left a couple bucks on the table. Maybe he just like, well, he just kind of realized that pick 16 when he got Kipnis, like, oh, crap, I got to spend money. And then it was just a little too little too late. I mean, that that's interesting. He spent the $5 on Kipnis, and then he went uh, back to the well pretty quickly and got a $32 Jones. I mean, I was surprised to see him go that much, but at least one other person had the idea, even when uh, we saw last year Mike Leak went for 34. I mean, someone bid 33, and someone bid 31 here and I mean I didn't have Jones valued after 10 no. any anywhere near that and just because he just seems like an average outfield starter at this point he's gone he's going to a worse ballpark yeah, too I, I think it's an okay draft I think he does have assets that he's that he's gonna be able to play with next year but I also think that there's a more than decent chance that everybody he drafted gets cut I do I do like all, definitely like all the pitcher acquisitions including sure. Wainwright uh I mean he got five guys and I well, mean Pomeranz Geo, Lynn, Zimmerman, Wainwright, and Cotton. Like, I like one the, of those six got a hit, right? Uh, yeah, one of those guys is going to hit and be uh, a good, at, least, at the very least, a solid starter for the entire year. And at that price, all of them are very capable for the next year. So, and if you get two or three of them to hit Yahtzee, there it is. All right. So moving on to, to Chris's team with Trump Loompas, they spent $37. I have no idea how much they went into the draft with. They got Jonathan LaCroix for a buck, Jake Odorizzi for nine, Merrill Kelly for 24, and DJ, DJ LeMahieu for three. Um, considering how much some of the other catchers went for, it seems like Jonathan LaCroix for $1 oh, is a steal. steal. So, I mean, he's not that good anymore, but he does play every single day, and that's kind of what you need with the catcher. Right. And He has some upside. We've seen him be good before, so... I mean, I'd much rather have this guy for $1 than Falafel for uh, 10 or uh, well, I mean, Barnhart the, for yeah, 26 Right, like, Luke Croy for a dollar, you're fine. Like, you, you yeah. understand, like, you can you, you can work around that. Barnhart for 25 or 24 or whatever seems hard. I mean, how do you feel about Merrill Kelly? Because, like, he went, he was the 60th guy nominated, so he was kind of in the middle of the draft. He kind of hit that point where I, I'm guessing he was the last guy to go, go for 20 at that point. You know, I just kind of look at all these starters, even the ones that we were just talking about with Kyle. Put in Odorizzi, put in Merrill in them. I mean, they're all worth anywhere between 1 and $25, and the ones that hit are going to be worth keeping next year and the ones that don't won't and it, they're all kind of in the same tier of guys i mean some you can if you're really high on one of them then yeah you should spend go the extra dollar on him because someone else is going to have someone else and then that's just a good guy for you to have if you really believe in him so yeah. if these are your guys Marilyn odorizzi that seems perfectly fine prices and if they're good uh they're going to be worth keeping easily at 30 and then he has them for less i agree uh moving on to beach bones uh, Dan got a $49 Marte, and then he went to a $1 town and got Reliever. Uh, then he got Mark Trumbo and then Jared Eikhoff. So this is the Starling Marte draft. Thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I'm guessing he spent most of his money at that point. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, getting Starling Marte when you have roughly $50 in budget, you've got to feel just over the moon, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not going to keep you, – you're probably not going to keep Marte, but, I mean, maybe you do. But, like uh, – I mean, that's like, I went into the draft, and I, one of the guys that was kind of on the fringe for me cutting was McCutcheon for 55, <laughs> and I, I I like McCutcheon a lot, and I was kind of like, ah, well, when I see Marte go for, for 49, I feel really good about keeping McCutcheon, 
And I, I think that's basically kind of the value. It's like the guy who potentially could be, you know, a top outfielder, you know, maybe top 10 or something like that, but the floor is really high. It, that's got value to it. And especially in this draft, Marte was the top outfielder, it was bar none. And, uh, you know, based on how I went into this draft with my strategy, it seems like Dan was on the same path. And he got the one guy he wanted, Max bid, hit it, and then just $1 the rest of the way out, and he nailed it. So I, I, I think Dan gets a name. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because Swinson had Marte for a while. I forgot his keeper price, but I know it was around $40. And, um, yeah, I mean, Swinson ended up dropping him and he ended up going for 49. But, I mean, that's the right play for Dan because he still basically didn't have to give up anything to get him from Swinson. And he basically paid the same, he paid his price anyway. Yep. So, I mean, I mean, I guess it proves that he was appropriately valued for the draft and that he, I guess, wasn't worth trading for um, because he went for basically the same price. So it's a nominal purchase you can make to begin with. There you go. So senior squids, they they left money on the table. I know that, but they spent sixteen dollars on uh, Jonathan VR Villar VR for twelve bucks and Justin Bohr for four. Um, they both seem like fine buys. I mean, I like Villar's position eligibility, and Bauer can hit righties pretty well. And I guess that's a useful player in a league with two utility spots. Um, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, you can't come out of this draft thinking, "Wow, I nailed this!" Like, right. I love this. Like, this is great. Especially when you're a couple pieces away from seriously competing. But I, I mean, I like these two guys. I, I don't think he overspent for him. But I mean, you'd think if he had spent an extra twenty dollars on something else, and with that gives him about like thirty-five dollars. I mean, what could he have gotten for thirty-five dollars instead? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it maybe nothing at that point. I mean, he did spend the twelve and pick eight for Villar, and maybe that kind of kind of handcuffed him at that point but i i think the draft is okay uh you know i would I, rather take a wild card on the pitcher yeah i kind of feel the same way okay moving right along to your team jordan so i guess i'll talk about this Woo! first worthless reliever oh no steven matz for 31 dollars worthless Woo! reliever uh urban santana for three worthless reliever and jason <laughs> hayward for one dollar um I mean, Steven Matz for $31 seems fine. Uh, he was not kept for about 16 or $17, and seems like a mistake in hindsight. But, uh, I mean, he was one of the top pitchers available. Seems like he's always good when he's healthy, 31. I mean, that's a lot more than he went for last year, but I'm, it's, it's a solid starter, and I think that's fine. Urban Santana, who I think has a green flag. Uh, yep. Jordan doesn't care about prospects, so why not keep a former all-star in his minor spot with, with that green flag while he can? And Jason Hayward seems pretty awful, but seems like the kind of player Jordan will believe in yeah. until it's right. if I If I cut Jason Hayward tomorrow, it doesn't really matter, and it's fine. It, maybe he does something. Seems fine. I like Matt's. I kind of regret trading him away, but if he's healthy, he's a solid starter, and I guess you need solid starters. Well, I mean, Matt's is kind of a, a, a steamer projection darling because like when he does pitch... And that, you know, Steamer does tend to say that you're going to keep pitching, that he's good. But when he doesn't, he doesn't do you much. I, I mean, Matt's wasn't wasn't high on the guys I wanted to target with. But when I went into the, the draft with roughly, my, my max bid was going to be, I believe, 38 bucks. And so I couldn't, I, I all you the guys. You probably wanted Kikuchi or someone. Yeah, like I that, did. Best case scenario. You know, Matt's was the 39th pick off the board. So, I mean, I'm. I was bidding and I was active and I was trying to get any of those other guys, but they, I just didn't have the budget available. And, you know, you could use hindsight. Could I have traded for 20 extra auction budget dollars and maybe gotten a pick? I, I don't know that would have made a huge difference here. I'm still pretty happy with Matt's. I think he adds a, a spot in my rotation that, that makes a, a, a difference from week to week. And the rest of the guys that picked up for a buck are all 
guys I'm pretty high on, so I, I feel really good about it. All right. So yeah, moving but- on. The process. Ferns drafted, I believe he had 30 bucks for two spots, and he drafted Felipe Vasquez for 15 and Daniel Palka, who I believe... No, he didn't hit a home run today. I, I thought he hit a home run today. Did he hit a... He didn't... Yeah, you're right. Okay. He, he cleared the center field fence, I believe. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, also, I think he had a double, so he was crushing the ball today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely, uh, I don't love spending $15 on a reliever, and no. Vasquez isn't the best one. He's he's a very good reliever, so, uh, I mean, if, if Ferns and his uh, new co-owner just want to have a set-it-in-forget-it uh, reliever, Vasquez is certainly fine, and that definitely accomplished that, uh, and Polka, um, we'll see. He had a lot of home runs last year, but I believe he didn't walk a lot, and he had a lot of, uh, didn't hit for a very high average, so it was basically a home run or nothing. Um, if he improves a little, could be pretty good. I think, uh, you know, the same thing I feel about kind of Elton's draft. Like, the, there was nothing wrong with the players and the picks they made. It's going into the draft with two spots. Really, I mean, that's that's a huge handcuff you put on yourself. You don't have a whole lot of flexibility to, to deal with something. You really can't participate in the draft until you have the guy you want. And then you might not have enough money for those guys. And you're almost, when you have two spots, like, the, the, the odds that you're going to leave a significant money amount on the table has to go way up, right? It has to, yeah. Because at any point, the draft can just basically end for you and you don't have to plan for it right um when you have five or six spots i mean you're willing, looking to fill up your entire budget with those first three picks and so uh, yeah i mean so the, those their drafts are fine and i don't really know if you can draft a or grade a draft or two draft picks on it or whatnot but it's like that you might you might think that it might be better to to make more spots available but i don't know it, it's okay Moving right along to Capital City Income, Steve Pierce for $2, Dexter Fowler for 1, Austin Barnes for 4, Neil Walker for 6, Reliever, I don't know what Adam Conley is, I'll just call him a Reliever, Edison Volquez for 1, Eric Thames for 1, Wade Miley for 1, Jorge Lopez for 1, Andrew Kashner for 1, G-Man Coy for 1, and Relief Pitcher Ryan Braun for $13. <laughs> So I, if anybody was in the Google Hangout, or I guess paying attention to the draft, but the Google Hangout was best for today because uh, Johnny, last night, while we were driving back from the, the Rockies game, you know, kind of thought, oh, that, he was he was like, I'm going to probably put Ryan Braun out there just to see if anybody bids. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It seems like a solid troll. And it worked. And it worked on Bailey. Oh, man. I mean, he is a giant dick. So, I mean, it just worked out really well for everybody. I, I, I saw it and... I like when I saw, you know, Johnny and I are drafting in the same room with each other and he didn't like flag me to make sure that I didn't react some way. I saw it come in the chat and I just almost went dead silent, just like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Bailey, who was cooking something in the background, you could see it in the Google Hangout. He turns around and just, yep, he goes thirteen bucks, must have been like close to the max bid or whatever he had. And then just looked, and then everybody in the chat is just laughing. And then how Google Hangouts works is like if somebody's talking, you can't talk over them. And so you could you could hear Bailey cut in every second or so, and people are just laughing. And he's like, "Well, we're we gonna change it. We're we gonna change it." And it you know, that's just oh man. And we <laughs> it was a solid ninety seconds before I was able to recover and bail him out a little bit. Which you know, we're not a league where we're not a get got ya league, but it was it was a funny joke. But otherwise. Uh, you know, he had to fill, what, 12, 13 spots with 20-some dollars. I mean, his draft is fine. Neil Walker seems like a steal at 6 bucks, and the rest of the guys are all fine for a buck. So I, I think his draft is okay. I didn't really like it. Um, I think the Ryan Braun was obviously the highlight of his draft. Oh, now, for sure. There were some picks I liked here. I liked, uh, I definitely liked Wade Miley for a dollar. That seems like a fantastic gamble. Um, I mean, Austin Barnes for 4 seems fine. 
Uh, I'm uninspired by some of the other picks, but uh, he did get a lot of cheap uh, starters, which is what he needed. So, I mean, his strategy was to get a, a lot of starters um, and just hope some of them stick as starters. I think I would have probably tried to go all in on one starter, but yeah. I, I get, I mean, it was hard. He, I don't know what his max bid was, but well, it was it, at least thirteen dollars, uh, and he didn't do that. So, so what yeah. was what was better? Uh, him drafting the wrong Ryan Braun, okay, and then having it taken away, or then when the real Ryan Braun came up, he didn't bid on him, and he had the money still. Um, I don't know uh, what I, was what was what was worse. I mean, obviously the first. So, it was so also is the, Bailey too stubborn to you know just you know eat up his mistake? Or no, I mean I think I would have done that too. That would have been that would have been God's way of. I'm not even a deeply religious person, but that would be God's <laughs> way of telling me you don't want Ryan Braun on your team this year and just don't do it. It's not meant to be. All right, all right, all right, all right. Moving on to your team, hustle, loyalty, and respect. You spent twenty nine dollars. You got <clears throat> and the forty fourth pick. You made Taiwan Walker for five bucks. Uh, HLR legend Johnny Cueto for nine dollars, Leonis Martin for two, Manny Margot for seven, Chad Green for one, Garrett Cooper for one, and Marco Estrada for four. Well, uh, I love the strategy of getting the injured pitcher and stashing him on the injured list for a year, and it's basically like waiting on the prospect from going from double A AA to triple A to maybe jumping in the majors for almost no money. Like I mean, Taiwan Walker, who assuming he comes back within the 90%, you know, some guys do come back stronger. Say he comes back and he's a good starter again. Well, if he was a prospect that was a year away from being a really good starter, he's a first-round pick, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a first-round pick goes for more than $5. Yeah. So, I mean, just based on that simple logic, like Tywin Walker for 5 bucks is a huge deal. I know you already know that. But, like, so Johnny Cueto, kind of the same story. Like, if either one of them come back next year, I feel like, it, especially in the offseason, you're going to hear good stuff. So, I mean, you got two trade pieces there. Uh, Manny Margot, 7 bucks. I, I, we saw him last night. He looked awesome. He's a former top prospect. Is this his year? Maybe. I don't hate spending the money. But you spread your, your little money on eight picks really well. Yeah, I mean, it was there was definitely starters I liked that at the, at the very top of the board. I definitely, um, I mean, obviously I wasn't getting Kikuchi or anything, but there were some people I was really interested in. It was not my strategy at all to get injured pitchers, and we came to a point in the draft when pitchers were going for a lot, and I only liked Domingo German, and I liked only a couple other pitchers left, and then Taiwan Walker was only for four. I'm like, I'll go five, and then I got him, and then I was like, okay, if I can get just a couple guys like this and... I like spreading my roster out, and this gives me two extra roster spots because I'm just going to pick up guys tomorrow. So I'm, I'm I feel like I have enough starters, so I'm just, I'm just hoarding right here. He, so. he does love to sp- spread his roster out. I'm pretty sure about 50 percent of the players we saw over the last four days have been hustle, loyalty, and respect legends. And I've Either reminded, former or current. I've reminded Jordan every time that every been on my single time. And Cooper uh, Manuel Margot and Leonis Martin. I I like all three guys. Whatever. That's just me though. So, there you go. Uh, moving on to organized chaos. Uh, new owner Steve Swinson. Twelve dollars on Kenley Jansen. Forty five dollars on Matt Strom. Um, Four dollars on Luis Sessa. Uh, Evan Longoria for four. Uh, Taylor Rogers for one. Ryan Healy for four. Tulowitzki for one. Um, Spencer Term- Tumble for one. Uh, Grayson Grenier for three. Philip Irvin for one. David Bote for one. Felix Fernandez for one. Mark Zagnus for one. And Nick Martini for one. So that's a lot of players. Yeah. Uh, I... I don't really love Steve's draft here. I mean, he he also went in the draft, I believe, with a hundred ish dollars. And um, 
I mean, he was involved in a lot of relievers. And so, I mean, I, I'm going to chalk this up to being new to the league and it hasn't quite figured out what's valuable and what's not valuable yet. I, I don't know how to feel about Mastron for 45, but at that point, for the pitchers, I mean, it's not the worst deal in the world. You know what I say about Mastron going for 45? Someone bid 44. That, um, <laughs> there you go. Mastron was very high on my Several list. Several people were in bidding on him. Yeah, I mean, I really wanted Mastron too. And um, I think this is an overpay because... I mean, it's an over. I mean, it's not an overpay because he's good and he's going to be a good pitcher this year. It's an overpay in that you've uh, you've really maximized your risk here because there's not a lot of profit potential at forty five dollars. If he breaks out in a huge way, he's going to be a steal at forty seven next year, but not as much of a steal as if he were to get maybe five or six starters and then one of them hits, and then you only have him for like eight the next year. So, I mean, Matt Strom is going to be a difficult pill to swallow to be a keeper long term. So for that reason, I don't love it, but I do like him as a pitcher. And I mean, obviously, a lot of people like Matt Strom because he went for forty five dollars. Yeah, I, that, that's fine, and that's good. I, I mean, I don't hate his draft. A lot of the one dollar guys seem like guys who could end up being pretty strong keepers going in the future. Maybe not. They're easy cuts if they're not. I just feel like if you got a hundred dollars in this draft and if you didn't get any of the guys in the top eight or so, you, you probably made a mistake. I believe this is the first year that Felix Fernandez has gone for one dollar. I feel yep. like he's been higher every time. How does that make you feel? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> as we've talked several times in the car, as a as a Felix fan and somebody who loves him and appreciates everything he's done for Seattle, I have uh, come to terms and grips with the fact that he just isn't interested in changing who he's who he is to uh, fit the, the physical limitations that are put on him now. I, I, I believe that Felix, if, if tomorrow he decided that he was going to sequence his pitches and basically shelve his four-seam fastball, Felix Hernandez for a dollar is a steal. It, it's the pick of the draft. But I don't believe he's actually going to do it, which is why I didn't even try to bid on him. And that's that's a problem. Because like he's, he's going to be a fifth starter. I don't think he's motivated. I think he's really down in the dumps. He's going to play out his last year in the contract for the Mariners, and we'll see what his future is. I don't know. I like, uh, I'll just say the picks I like in this, in, from this draft. I did like David Bote for a dollar. I'm, I'm told Spencer Turnbull has a number four job in Detroit. I've never heard of him before, so I'm guessing he's not very good. But he's a starter, and you got him for one dollar. Seems amazing. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki for one dollar. Who knows? Yankee Stadium could be good. Could be good. Um, Luis Esa at four. I mean, I like it, but at the same time, I know Steve has a lot of minor leaguers, and he got sent down. I believe he got sent down, so that means he's going to have to either knock, cut one of his minor leaguers now, or cut Luis Cesar. I'm guessing yeah, he'll cut I, a minor leaguer. So I didn't. Love I, don't, that. I don't. Don't hate the draft. I, I do believe he met, left money on the table, and I just feel like that maybe. Maybe he went in the draft a little little timid and shy because, well, it was his first draft of Dynasty Grinders, and uh, you know, next year maybe they'll go a little little bit stronger. But I, the, the $1 guys he picked, they're, they're interesting. And if they hit, that's a steal. That's a huge steal. All right. Moving on to the last team, long ball to left field. Uh, Miguel Sano for 41. Robert Reliever, I don't care about him. Uh, Aaron Sanchez for 33. And then he stole my idea and got Garrett Sanchez for $5. Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards for $5. Yeah, uh, I, I love the strategy of going in. Like, you know, I've said it several times already in this hour. Uh, getting two guys who are really good and just kind of dealing with whatever else. I like the guys that he got. Aaron Sanchez for 33 seems like a decent gamble. Uh, Miguel Sano for 41. He's, you're not probably not keeping him, but there's always that chance that that potential that, you know, we saw a couple years ago comes back through. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I like the draft. Um, let me get back to it real quick. Um, I 
I definitely like Garrett Richards for five dollars. I mean, that was my I, it was my strategy at a certain point. It's a free player yep. on your team. You don't have to account for his roster spot, so that's that's worth it's, something. It's a solid prospect. And then I mean, the Snow was almost a keeper for the forties, and that's what he ended up going for. So very similar to the Marte situation, where that's his uh, inflated market price, forty one dollars. Yep. And Aaron Sanchez for thirty three. Uh, that was very similar to his, I forget another starter that's gone in the thirty three dollar range. It's it's a little bit. It's, uh, it's still a good range if he's a starter next year and he had a decent year. Thirty five is going to be a very easy yep, to keep. That would be an easy. But keep. Um, if he's just like a back end or mid rotation guy, if he gets hurt, he's an easy cut. It's yeah. fine. Uh, I don't hate it, and uh, I like it. And he spent most of his money or all of it. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, that's so, the draft. So that's the draft. So you know, I mean, we can get into the regular season and future podcasts and whatnot. Looking ahead because of the rule changes, how do you think the draft will be different next year? Um, <laughs> I definitely think we'll see a lot of big trades before the draft for teams to um, compensate for trying to get under five hundred. And a lot of teams obviously are going to have cap space, so we'll see a lot more interesting trades. The trade, the draft itself. I I, I, I'm willing to bet the player pool is going to be significantly better than it was this year, and it seems like it's going to improve for a couple years probably. Yeah, I, I think next year they're going to, you're going to see I, – I would say there's going to be – well, a lot of the top teams are going to be forced to essentially reset in a way, and so there will be six or seven, maybe up to ten teams that kind of dump players that, that are in that range of – they're definitely keepable based on past drafts, but maybe not because you want that money available. And the year after that – all 16 teams will essentially reset because of when for the first year your team is forced to get under the $500 mark to, to keep well that that's not just a $500 limit you also have to get bl- enough below to buy back some of the players you just dropped in the pool so I feel like that that takes you way past just the fringe player you're starting to be like ah, this guy's probably capable but I need that $33 to go and do something else and I, I feel like we're going to start seeing a lot of that next year. So I'm kind of excited for the draft next year. I think it's really good for the league. And if there's anybody, anybody still against the bundle. The bundle. Um, I mean, this like I like drafting fantasy baseball. And if we're all going to be trashing play, drafting players, you know, whatever group we had left, it's still fun for me. But it definitely could be more fun and uh, be more competitive if actual good players were being uh, draftable, so I'm for it. Next year should be a lot more fun. Yeah, but drafting fantasy baseball, I mean, it's just always going to be fun, I guess. So, what do you think? Uh, same time, same place next year? I hope so. I hope so. I hope more people come. Uh, we we had an absolute blast. Is this episode ten or this is episode ten? Double we're, digits. We're almost we're in the double digits. We're in the double digits, you guys. Baseball season has started. The Mariners are the best team in baseball. Don't you forget it. For the next uh, four or five days, they're going to be two and zero ahead of everybody else. And uh, it it's been fun. Spring been fun. Spring training's been an absolute blast. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I don't have much else to say. We're gonna go sit by the pool and uh, drink a beer too. And uh, I, I think we're grilling, grilling some brats and burgers. So I think that's a uh, good for us. Yeah. I hope you guys are having good dinners too. All right. Have a good one. See ya.